Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here of the Welta Espana 2023, a very wet affair <laughs> so far. But as always, I'm joined by Mr. Gregor himself, Mr. Ewan Wilson. And I mean, Ewan, yeah, uh, not another not great day for the riders, but what happened? Yeah, exactly that. And I mean, the drama kicked off before the stage. There were videos this morning surfacing of rain, really bad rain, um, which threw everything up in the air for a while. There was an early decision uh, taken initially to neutralize the final three kilometers. That decision was overturned to nine kilometers. So at the nine kilometer to go marker, the GC times would be frozen. During this stage itself, there was a breakaway that went up the road, including the two highest in GC in Andrea Piccolo and Matteo Sobrero, the two highest in GC in the breakaway, I should clarify, not in the overall red jersey classmen of the race overall. In the peloton, there were an awful lot of crashes during the day, most notably Primoz Roglic, who came down in a crash, but also the red jersey of Milesi also came down in an incident. And we also have our first, well, sorry, our second abandonment of the Buenta Espana in the Scottish rider Oscar Only. A uh, huge shame for him. He was sitting inside top 10 in GC following his team's uh, team time trial victory last night in Barcelona. But the Scottish rider is going home with a suspected broken collarbone. Once we got to that nine kilometer to go marker where the GC times are frozen, there was, well, the breakaway was still out in front. So the breakaway had a chance of gaining the red jersey, which we believe as of the time of recording has gone to Andrea Piccolo of EF Education First. So for him, congratulations, if that is true. The first time they've led a Vuelta Espana in a very long time. In terms of the final approach to the line, there wasn't any GC action. Remco Avnipol, Vingegaard, all those guys all kind of sat up and let the guys who wanted to contest the stage win fight for the stage win over the final climb up Montjuic. And over the top of the climb, it was Andreas Kohn of Denmark who attacked at perfect time to solo away all the way to the line and take his first ever Grand Tour stage win here in Barcelona. He's a guy who's gone very well in Spain in the past. He does have a stage win at the Tour of Catalonia in the past, so this uh, stage win in Catalonia definitely makes sense. It's almost a full circle moment in terms of his World Tour career. Second place went to Caden Groves of, of Albertson de Koenig and third to Andrea Vendrame of Azure Desert Citroën. So yeah, an absolutely chaotic day. One that is rather confusing given that we had the, the times neutralized earlier on, but a stage win for Lotto Destiny, who are now a pro team, their first win at a Grand Tour as a pro team. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm very happy about Andreas Corton in the Echelon Cycling Podcast. You and you said Andreas Corton would not win a stage. So, uh, yeah, but huge moment for them, huge moment for him. And almost like we said yesterday with the SM, it almost makes the Welta Espana here. Yeah, I think Lotto Destiny have been riding really well this year. I Well, they've definitely taken a step up, and we saw that in at the Renewy Tour over in Belgium as well. We saw it during the Spring Classics. They've definitely taken a step up. Ironic, given that they're now a pro team instead of a, a World Tour team. But for Krohn, yeah, it, it's fantastic. Also to mention Leonard van Eetveld, a really exciting young rider who's also in top 10 of this stage at Grand Tour debut. So I'm super excited to see what Lotto Destiny are going to bring throughout the race. They've got a, a really solid sprinter in Milan Mento, who's been riding really strongly this year. Uh, as I mentioned, van Eetveld, also Monique as well to hunt down breakaway wins. So it should be a really interesting Grand Tour for Lotto Destiny. I mean, we might as well get on to DSM in a bit, but like talking about first the conditions of the day, we spoke about the horrendous conditions yesterday, which were an absolute shambles, and many of the riders echoing that this morning. But yeah, Jonas Vinkot was saying in an interview in the morning that 
the organizers just don't care about the rider's safety and they kind of have to take it into their own hands. And yeah, did you think the whole stage should have just been neutralized almost given that many crashes we saw? It was crazy at one point. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really happy. Punctures and crashes and everything we've ever had over the past two days. It's not very well to España. It's more sort of Giro d'Italia, these kind of weather conditions. So yeah, definitely unpleasant for the riders and hopefully the weather clears up in the, in the days to come. Definitely I mean, definitely with that like downhill descent towards the end, we've seen it in the Baltic Catalonia in the past, like the organizers would know the, the route and the fact that they tried to do it at three kilometers to go instead of nine kilometers to go initially really just, I think it's kind of poor form to be honest. Nevertheless, um, uh, I mean, DSM Fermanich getting the red jersey yesterday, today almost... <laughs> No, pole opposite, losing a rider and losing the jersey. Yeah, I feel bad for Roman Balde in a way because it was he was so close to becoming like, uh, to getting a Grand Tour GC leaders jersey for the first time in his career, um, and that hasn't happened. So yeah, DSM back down to earth now with only crashing out and um, Milese losing the jersey, but still it, it's. It's a good start to this race. And Balde was in 11th place today on the stage. And they had Max Poole in 15th. And I think uh, I think Poole might even be wearing the white jersey tomorrow. We need confirmation on that still. Oh, no, Pic- um, he'll be wearing it on behalf of, of Piccolo. I mean, you're in Roglic trashing. It seems to be a regular occurrence for him. But at least he got up again. I don't know if you're too worried about this. He, he didn't seem too bad compared to some of the other riders who crashed today. But maybe this just an another small shift towards Jonas Vingo as their leader here. It feels like Roglic can't get a, get through a Grand Tour without crashing. Um, even at the GDOT this year, which he won, he crashed halfway through that race and sort of sliced his leg. Uh, sliced his leg. So yeah, it's we'll find out if it's if it's affected him. You know, even when he won the Balter in two thousand nineteen, he crashed when he uh, won the Balter in two thousand twenty one. He crashed and at the descent when he tried to gain time when he really didn't need to um yeah i think i remember in coda hale the yumbo visma documentary he said that like an early race crash was actually a bit of a sort of lucky charm for him so maybe he's a maybe he's a going to think of this as his lucky charm going into the rest of this race but yeah definitely vingo also, what I thought was interesting with Vingo is that he was trying to like boss the peloton he was trying to be like el patron uh which is definitely interesting for a guy that is super reserved and he said it himself he's like quite introverted whilst he's like in the bunch doesn't talk an awful lot during the race but seeing him trying to like control the peloton and control the first was definitely interesting yeah it looked like Ineos Grandiers weren't actually agreeing with him kind of a shake of a head from Aronsman and obviously they've lost Lawrence de Plus as well so a bit a bit perplexed why Ineos wanted to attack on this day when they just lost one of their teammates yeah yeah uh, but I think I think it's kind of poor form given that everything was being neutralized to pace after a crash. I don't think it's particularly necessary. Maybe that's Adamsman's youth and uh, exuberance coming out there. You think we're going to see a showdown on the mountains tomorrow? De- definitely. That final climb does look quite tough, and the climbers are really waiting to to pounce for it. I think there's also a lot of sort of pent up anger as well. Uh, a lot of these like GC leaders who felt like they've been sort of done dirty by the race organization over the past two days. So it should be interesting to see 
Um, but if it's raining, if it's if you've got a wet descent on that sort of uh, that downhill towards the final climb, it could make it quite treacherous. But at the same time, a breakaway could go out and try to take the red jersey as well. That'll be highly motivating for for one of those teams, particularly the ones high up in GC, like a Group Armor or um, who else is up there? Like a Group Armor or maybe an Astana, like Kazakhstan. Before we finish, uh, we're going to get a reaction from both Rue Costa in English and Coben Hosen as well. And they were both 10th and 12th. So, yeah, we'll hear them first. Well, the first race in uh, almost four months and uh, you are there in the final. It's uh, good and it means that you are ready for the World Cup. Yeah, indeed. Today was not a stage that really fits me. I think a better stage for me, but all day I felt good. It was really hard pace all day, but uh, I felt quite comfortable so it's promising after four months no race immediately uh, quite good result and good feeling so i'm happy it was quite a long day with the bad weather or was it okay on the bike on the bike was not cold but it was annoying because really slippery and you had to focus uh, five hours you couldn't relax one moment so uh, that makes it hard ready for tomorrow andorra yeah indeed it was one of the goals i make for this Vuelta, so i feel good so I hope for the best tomorrow. Good, thank you. We first stage in the, the Vuelta with the rain. It was uh, very nervous today. Yeah, uh, in the last, uh, maybe the last uh, 60 Ks, I had to nervous in the group. In the last uh, 30 Ks, all the guys uh, take the position for, for uh, yes, uh, safe. Yeah, but. Uh, you maybe in the, stay in the front is is better, but sometimes it's not uh, not easy. Okay, I, I try for uh, for a good uh, position today. Uh, the legs it's okay. It's the first uh, first race uh, after uh, uh, San Sebastian because I am so happy. So uh, you feel that you are ready for for this Vuelta and. Uh, Ready to, to fight for the stages? Yeah, the feeling is it's okay. Uh, yeah, I try for the for the stage. Good, thank you. thank you. But anyways, that's basically it for us. Thank you very much for watching. Let us know down below what you thought of the stage. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and we will see you tomorrow.